0: Hello everyone and welcome to Plugged In with Diane Warren. Today we are welcoming a very special guest, Alexandra Rosetta from the Ontario Native Literacy Coalition's publishing division, Turtles Back Publishing. This podcast is produced by the team at Good Learning Anywhere. Our theme music is by bensound.com and we are your hosts, Diane Altinbleck and Warren Butler. Warren, how are you doing today? Not bad, Diane. How are you? How was your weekend? My weekend was great. We uh, finally had a little bit of break in the uh, weird Thunder Bay spring weather that we've been having. We got the kids out to the park for a couple of hours on Saturday. We had play dates now that people are starting to relax a little bit more. So uh, my youngest got to uh, go and see his friend and we got to meet his parents and hang out, which is great because they're new to Thunder Bay. And it's nice to meet new friends and uh, hear new perspectives. And they're just happy to know people here. (laughs)
1: Oh, very nice. Yeah, that sounds good. Nice and relaxing.
0: Yeah. What about you? What were you up to?
1: Well, I had a, a fun four days of isolation. Oh, no. <laughs> I ended up ended up getting COVID. Hit me pretty good, but anyways, made it through. Just had to isolate for the weekend. We had family family visiting, and they had a whole bunch of activities planned and and whatnot. But I didn't get to participate in that. But at least today is my last day of isolation, and I'm happy to kind of move around through the house now which is nice.
0: Yeah, well, I hope you're feeling better. I'm sorry it hit you so hard, but uh I don't know, maybe it's kind of good that you got it over with.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It could be like a badge of honor. I, I don't know. Like I want to do some traveling so maybe it's better that once you have it, it kind of gives you a bit more freedom and I don't know.
0: Yeah, I haven't uh I haven't had it yet, which is really surprising because my husband works out in the public and uh I was actually thinking it's like I should go and get a second booster shot because I have no idea where I stand with my immunity to this now that everything's opening up and restrictions are basically gone and all that type of stuff so it's was like oh, I should probably protect myself even further because I have no idea how it's going to hit me when I when I do get it
1: yeah like I don't normally get sick I couldn't tell you the last time I had a cold and uh So maybe it didn't really hit me that hard. Maybe it was a regular cold, but it did feel, I don't know, it just felt a little bit more uh, strenuous than a regular cold.
0: Like you Uh, haven't been sick in so long that you're just a wimp about being sick now?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Like, uh, (laughs) you know what? Everyone wanted to kind of cater to me and bring things to me. I was like, okay, I'll take advantage of this.
0: My gosh, chicken soup and Price is Right. I think that that was the cure-all for everything that I caught when I was a kid.
1: Yeah, I I didn't watch the Price is Right while I was isolating i did watch the masters though
0: so oh good. yeah my dad was really into it and i caught barely any of it this weekend but i know that canada made it through the semifinals of uh of curling and apparently we're going to the gold medal round now
1: oh very good
0: yeah there's lots of interesting sports things going on this is like the best time of year for sports
1: yeah it's definitely a fun time
0: mm-hmm. and uh you know the leafs clinched the playoffs so that's great
1: yep they're uh yep they're making their way through Yeah.
0: Okay, so I don't know about you, but I am really, really excited about this guest that we have today. And I know that I say that every single time we record a podcast, but it's true. We just keep on coming across these amazing guests with really, really awesome things to say. And this is one we've been exploring for a little while. This one's been recommended to us a couple of times, and we finally got it together. And without further ado, I would like to introduce Alexandra Rosetta from the Ontario Native Literacy Coalition and Turtlesback back publishing so hi Alexandra thanks for joining us today
2: Thank you everyone for having me on here my name is Alexandra Rosetta and my Carison name is Secu I'm come from the pueblo of Santo Domingo New Mexico USA so I'm I'm pretty pretty far away from home. Oh, wow. Um, I am the publishing manager for Turtles Back Publishing, a division of the Ontario Native Literacy Coalition, and I've been on the team for, I would say, almost three years and some months now.
0: Wow. What brought you to Canada?
2: I would have to say the Indigenous Publishing.
0: Uh, (laughs) Awesome. The
2: opportunity of it, I come from a background of professional writing, and I I worked as an editor and technical writer for an environmental company in New Mexico uh, with a woman-owned, indigenous women owned business. And um, then this opportunity kind of popped up. I know the CEO from high school and she reached out to me and I guess was keeping track of, of my successes, I, I would like to say. <laughs> And um, and I took advantage of this opportunity. I mean, back in university, I remember wanting to do something in Indigenous publishing, and and this has been such an experience.
0: Yeah. That's incredible. Okay, so tell us a little bit about Turtles Back Publishing and uh, and your role there.
2: Okay, well, uh, first off, just for the listeners that don't know about the Ontario Native Literacy Coalition, uh, they were developed established in 1988 and they're the indigenous literacy stream under the Ministry of Labour Training and Skills Development and they oversee 20 literacy programs throughout Ontario in 2019 they established Turtlesback Publishing and that's where I came on board and what we do is we develop create resources and curriculum for our adult literacy learners now Today, I think we've been kind of, you know, marketing ourselves a little bit more where we're not just centered on our on our programs. Uh, we do a lot of adult literacy focused books, um, the curriculum that we've gotten into language books, language curriculum and learners. And just recently, we started doing, I think, larger genres in 2020, we released two very large um well, the first one is called A Kodula Goa, uh, My Big Family, written by Brenner Jacobs and Brendan Bomberry. And those ones, uh, is that one is more of a sports anthology. It's very huge. Uh, the purpose of that was just to kind of show learners what the game brings to people. Um, and it became, it was meant to be a 10 pager, turned into a 459-ish page book. Oh,
0: wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, And then we've got In Memory of Feast, one of our curriculum writers who's also an educator and I think she works with um, Six Nations Polytechnic, Judy Rubin. Um, She's an amazing woman, an amazing writer. She's done a lot of curriculum for us in the past and she went and interviewed 20 residential school survivors all across Ontario and collected their stories on sustainable food systems. And the memories they held before entering residential schools, um, gathering, preparing foods, and and that was kind of like our step into a different genre. I think those two books, and so we're kind of broadening ourselves a little bit more. Um, and then we've mentored under the Association of Canadian Publishers, and that's been that's been a lot of fun. All the publishers are just rooting us on because we're small and we're Indigenous and we're Indigenous-focused. And our big thing is we want to stick to our mandate of adult literacy. It's so easy to get back to wanting to publish children's books and different genres, but I think it's very important that we stay focused on providing materials for our learners and for people that are wanting to learn the language as well.
0: Excellent. So would you say that the goals of uh, Turtles Back Publishing are to mainly just provide materials or are there like other more abstract goals that we're missing here?
2: Well, I don't know how to answer that really. (laughs) I think we want to stay focused on what we can provide to our learners. Uh, For example, a lot of uh, preparing for success stories. We're doing an Indigenous trades book. It's like an academic journal uh, for LBS learners. We wanna just do things that help ignite our learners. That's kind of our mission. And also keep it indigenized. We've been focusing on, let's see, that's a good example. So I think last year, after the the truth and reconciliation kind of got looked back at, um, they invited, I think they allowed some universities to do an indigenous studies course and do English courses and get a credit for that. If they did indigenous studies, so we're doing something on that, you know, to help interest uh, learners in English and in mathematics and, and in trades. And I think that's just our focus. Uh, I keep saying that, but it's like we want things to help our learners get interested and mm-hmm. want to say like, oh, there's this resource that I can go to. And oh, I can. I don't have to stop here. I, I don't have to get my math, my uh, high school credit. I can go in, off to university. And a lot, I, th- I think a lot of learners have done that, and we want to help them, keep helping them. And then there's the whole base of language, um, reconnecting to their language, um, learning the basics, and then, and then learn and teaching them that if you learn the language, then you can keep going. You don't just have to stop there.
0: And that's amazing. Yeah, we, uh, we at Good Learning Anywhere um, do our best to take a culture-centered approach to all of our curriculum development as well. So um, we very, very much appreciate anybody that takes like um, a culture-focused and a culture-centered approach to providing uh, resources for literacy and basic skills students. So I definitely applaud you for that. By the sounds of some of the titles that you have on the website, it really, really looks like you guys are accomplishing that what you set out for I I would hope so
2: (laughs) it has it is a little hard because we do a lot of we contract for our services and um and so finding curriculum writers sometimes is a little hard especially language people Uh, if anybody's listening and is a Cree language speaker please contact me (laughs) 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 um it's it's just like that's the, I think that's the only roadblock I've been hitting a couple times is finding people, um, especially language people. And as a nonprofit, when they hear that, they're like, of course, we'll do it. And they, you give them our mission and you give them what our purpose is and why we do what we do. Um, they really come through and then our, our the outcome of all the curriculums and resources and language books are just beautiful. <laughs>
0: So tell us a bit about some of the titles uh, that you have available. Like you went into a little bit when you were telling us about Turtles Back and how it's evolving and everything, but tell us about some of the other titles. Okay. Well, I think our first ones are are the little, are,
2: are our little language books and they're, um, they're in series. So we've got the daughter, sister, mother, and wives series. Uh, there's the Horanujoni readers and they're all in the six nations languages, um, which is, I want to get this right Mohawk, Cayuga, Onondaga, Oneida, Seneca, and Tuscarora nations. Then we've included the Wyandotte under that. And we've also have um, an Anishinaabe focus with the North and Central languages, and then a Cree reader. And these ones are just really basic uh, learners. You open it up, you, you get a welcome prayer, there's the Thanksgiving address, a seed song, um, and just that. There, I think there's a song about a baby a newborn and it's just and they all come with a cd so it's just your way of hearing the language for the first time and the words are in english and in the language in the book itself and then we've got the learning through the music of our people and they're focused on the same languages as well and those introduce three different languages so there's a children's song a traditional song and a contemporary song like for example um, the onondaga language book has um that song called oh I just had it in my head um jumbalaya Jambalaya song that Jambalaya <laughs> um it's in the it's an in the Onondaga language and it's just so beautiful and catchy and I think the Mohawk one has a rap song and it's just like oh you can just hear the language and learn it because language is important it's our identity and I think that's what we we're really wanting to show as well in in our publications and then last year, we released the special frog, and this is for our, I would say, our level one learners, learners that are kind of in that base of learning to read, break down sentences, as well as the language itself. They're all, one's all in English, and then the other ones were offered them in Mohawk, Cayuga, Tuscarora, Anishinaabe, and this year, we've got a dog, a Seneca, and Cree, and next year, Oneida, and a few other languages. Um, and we're working on audio right now for them, providing them with a CD as well as QR codes. So now we're going into getting things more, um, you know, web-based instead of just, because CDs are kind of like um, obsolete nowadays, Mm -hmm. but I know a lot of our older learners want those still. So we're going to continue that. And then our Judy Rubin books, I, I call them our Judy Rubin books because... Judy Rubin is just an amazing curriculum writer for us. And she's done, um, she's contributed quite a bit to ONLC and Turtles Black Publishing. Um, she did three cultural readers um, focusing on sustainable food system curriculum. These showcase indigenous fishing game stories from Northern Ontario, um, community gardens in urban areas in Southern Ontario. And they're really cute, small readers. Again, probably for level one early level two learners. Then we go into Aquedula Gola, My Big Family. That one, uh, like I said, was meant to be a small reader, turned into a 459 page book. This is my favorite. It's when I first started, I had just met the writers and they were giving me their text to uh, review and edit. And just seeing how both of them, both of them at first were amazing writers, but just seeing them, how they developed themselves in their own writing was incredible one was very cultural focused and one was very statistical. And it was just like putting it all together, like looking at this book, it's just like, wow, what an accomplishment for them and for ONLC and Turtles Back Publishing and all the contributors because they interviewed, I would say 50 plus players all across Ontario, um, Canada, US, Europe, uh, indigenous, non-indigenous players, children, elders, you know, a bunch of lacrosse greats. And it's not just on what the game is about, it's what the game contributes to themselves, and how it's helped them through the darkness of their life, uh, their own successes, um, their academic scholarships, and their spirituality. Even the non-natives listening to their stories about how the game itself is spiritual to to them and how they start to understand that it really is the creator's game. It really is the medicine game. Um, That's a beautiful connection. And each story is is different. (laughs) I know when we were looking through it um, and trying to get it finished before 2020, it was like, okay, are we done? (laughs) Like I'm done reading about lacrosse, but you would go back to it and you would just hear someone else's story. And it was just beautiful. Um, so it's in full color. It's a very big book. Mm -hmm. I don't have one here, (laughs) but, um, and, uh, we started, we, since, you know, everything is kind of opened back up again, we started doing marketing for that one. And for the Judy, um, in memory of feast, that one I'm going into, um, in memory of feast, uh, like I said, is interviews, 20 different, um, stories from residential school survivors. And one passed away uh, last year, Judy Rubin's um, mother-in-law up north. And their stories are beautiful. It doesn't touch base into the darkness of what the residential schools might have been or have been. And um, it's more of a a feel-good feel-good stories of like their memories of when they were children, the foods they ate, the foods that they're the the way they prepared the foods with their parents, their grandparents, the hunting, the gathering, the fishing. And then when they went entered residential schools, some of them talk about the foods that they were introduced to and how they couldn't eat some of the foods and about the mush hole the, at the Mohawk Institute. And then they talk about when they returned home, how some of them couldn't go back to their traditional foods, how they all of a sudden wanted to stick to um, Foods that had bad nutrition and foods that they were introduced to into the in the schools. And it's it's a cute book. It's small, um, but it's a really good read. And I would say that's probably for level two learners. And both of these books, so last year we submitted them into the Indie Book Awards. And the lacrosse book, Aquadilla Goal, received um, an award, the winner of the 2021 Next Generation Indie Book Awards in the category of mind, body, and spirit. And then In Memory of Feast was awarded a finalist as well under the category of overcoming tragedy and adversity. And that was pretty, pretty amazing for us and and a great accomplishment for our writers too.
1: (laughs) Fantastic. Let me ask you, like when you guys started the, the process to write those two books, how long does that take from start to finish? I guess it depends on the book and the writer.
2: That, that's the thing we're kind of struggling with because each year we sit down and we talk about what, what projects we're going to do. And we figure out what, what title, what our titles are going to be and who we might think about contracting. And we aim for a year within a year. And that's kind of hard because we're putting a lot of pressure on our writers. And our, the curriculum, I wouldn't say is easy, um, but it's, it's a lot faster. Compared to these ones, it takes time, it took longer. The lacrosse book had a deadline of, um, I think it was like the first part of 2020 that it should have been done. And we pretty much stretched it because the editing, uh, making sure we had all the right forms signed. And I think that kind of project would have taken more than two years, should have taken more than two years. So, I think we did a pretty good job. <laughs> In memory of Feast as well, it was only one writer and she did all the traveling herself and she met with all the residential school survivors. And she did that, I would say, within a year and a half. So,
1: wow. Yeah. It's quite the process. Yeah. That is
0: fast too. Like, I <laughs> have a friend that's a novelist and, like, granted, he's writing on his own time, but it still takes. Uh, quite a bit of research if he's discussing certain topics and everything. And I don't think he's ever written a novel cover to cover in under a year.
2: I know it's the, uh, the lacrosse book amazed me a lot more because um, each story, well, each um, article I would say is about one to two pages or two to three pages, sometimes six. And I put a lot of pressure on the boys. Um, our team <laughs> really contacted them, like said, like, OK, you need to get in a draft. Um, okay now you need to edit this and there's a point where like okay forget editing we'll edit <laughs> and we'll make it, yeah. um, but they did a great job and I, my proud moment was seeing the improvement in some of their writing and it was just like oh this is great and then they're just fresh out of university and so I'm like this is even great and <laughs>
1: I'm going to have to get that one for my son. My son plays a lot of lacrosse. This is his last year of, of playing at school, but I'm going to have to get him that. I think he'd really appreciate it.
2: It's got a lot of uh, a lot of lacrosse people, a lot of yeah. good, great lacrosse people, and there a lot of people we missed. And I wish that we had room for all of them, but I think that if you're a lacrosse lover or just getting into the game, this is the book to just pick up. And it's not one you have to read front to back. It's one you pick up and read one article, put it down and then pick it up again and flip anywhere and then read it. Well,
1: and that'd be good for my son because I don't think he likes reading <laughs> a ton. But if it's short and to the point, I think he'd appreciate that.
2: <laughs> um, that's awesome. This is, and it's a lot of fun. I want to get more into those things. But quickly, let's. I'm getting back into what, what we do have, um, our ONLC resources and curriculum, we've got a lot of curriculum and resources that focus on our LBS programs and our practitioners. And for the help of our practitioners, we've got the holistic approach and developing OALCF, the Ontario Adult Literacy Curriculum Framework, task-based activities for practitioners. And it's kind of a guide to help practitioners and new practitioners understand the task-based activities that are required, Um, you know, when when a learner comes into the programs and they base them off of this framework and they're either a level one, level two, level three, and you want to get them at a level three where they're ready to go into university levels. Um, Then we've got the assessment toolkit And these, a lot of these are still in print, but we we print them in office because they're not really a big demand. But I think I want to try and promote them a little bit more, especially in the next few years. We are working on digitizing a lot of these materials. Um, Then we have, then we go into, oh, my favorite is the Including Elders, a Guide for Indigenous Literacy Programs. And this is more of a, a way to help programs Outreach to their elders, or if they have elders in the program, how to work with them. Um, there's task-based activities included in this in these kinds of curriculums, and um, it just gives the practitioner idea of what they can give them, how to structure their lessons, and how to kind of communicate them, make sure that the relationship is going well. And preparing for success is the same thing, but more for um, younger the younger adults into and. To, and It just shows them that it's more than just education it's more of like going into an lbs program is more than just getting your your certificates or your um or your degree it's uh building a life learning to to get yourself ready for employability or just your own personal life getting your day-to-day tasks done
0: Wow, I am really, really impressed by this because you have a pretty massive catalog for a publishing division that's only been running since 2019. Well, so well done on that. Like I'm blown away.
2: Well, a lot of these publications were done, well, these ones were mostly done in 2019 and a few of them, the older ones were done, I think in 2017. So ONLC was publishing under Turtlesback before Turlesback became official. And so they've been doing a lot of self-publication and a lot of the, the smaller readers like the Nijoni, um, no, the mother, daughter, sister readers were all mostly done by what say summer students. So that's been a, a great help. And then a lot of the community language speakers too. So it's just the, I think it's just the, what's been helpful is all the contributors and the, the way they understand our mission. It's
1: amazing eh? when you ask for help. How many people actually step up and say, oh, yeah, "I can help," or "No, I don't. I can't do it," but I know so and so they might be able to help.
2: Mm-hmm. I That's love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then when they see the final product, they're like, "Wow, oh, I did that!" <laughs> um. And our one of our popular books is the Financial Literacy Workbook. This was done in 2019, and um by Maria Morrison and. and I only spoke to her over the phone, but she worked with the previous publishing house that worked with ONLC in the past. And that one is a a really good curriculum, especially for learners who are wanting to, who are kind of new to banking or new to money. And it shows them how to fill out invoices, how to fill out their own bank statements, how to balance their own checkbooks um, to understand the the small print in loans and um, opening a bank account and even borrowing money um, not from banks but from like um, pawn shops and should you do it and it gives you little scenarios of um, if this if you do this this might happen and kind of just understanding uh, the importance of money and and the responsibility of it and um, then last year we got into so this was kind of funny because Right before COVID, we weren't, you know, we were thinking like, okay, well, these publications will be great for uh, in-person learning. And so we developed the introduction to digital technology. And this is for, for level one learners who have never touched a computer and know nothing or just know the very basics of a computer. So this was like, when this came out, we're like, oh, great. How do we do this now? So we just put it out and um and it's been getting some good feedback and I think it's it it'll be a great thing for when people come back to our programs um especially for our older learner learners because it kind of introduces the computer the mouse pad how to create an account um then it goes into email then we went into a, a second level book um introduction to digital software and that's more of a sending emails, opening a bank account, social media, YouTubes, and it has little activities and lessons as well. Then um, we did a customer service training curriculum uh, for for learners wanting to get into any type of customer service. Um, So it's got some, it's mostly for the practitioner and the practitioner would look at the lesson. And I think the writer had some slides in there and just to understand uh, how to be as an employee and what to understand in any type of work environment. And I think that's also good. That goes, I think, with, in my opinion, would go good with the preparing for success. Then last year, GLA approached us, or no, we teamed up with GLA to do indigenous science, technology, engineering, art, and mathematics, the STEAM book, and the let's build a sustainable food system. and they developed it to they digitized it in a ways and and I thought that was really important because this these curriculums themselves are just um good for science and math credits and kind of understanding indigenous um the environmental aspect of being indigenous and and the academics of it then we did um then we had judy rubin again do a curriculum with the in memory of facebook And she did a GED language arts writing study unit. And I think both the lacrosse book and the In Memory of Feast can, you can make any type of curriculum from those books. And so this is one of them, GED language arts. And I think this year I want to do some curriculum for the lacrosse book. And I'm looking at 10 10 different lessons from 10 different uh, educators. So that's going to be fun looking for people.
0: yeah um, amazing to expand on that that's uh, what an it opportunity can
2: be, it can be either math uh the, you know phys- the physicality of the game uh reading the writing everything so i'm excited about that
0: so i have a question for you oh, now wow. um so if you could call out to indigenous writers out there to send in some works and fill out your catalog, what kind of gaps would you be looking to fill?
2: Um, I am looking for Indigenous indigenous playwriters.
0: Really? Okay. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, I, I want to do something in that. We're getting a graphic novel done. The art's being worked on right now, so I want to do more on that. Graphic novels, too, in my opinion, are important because, like, for example, my grandfather didn't speak English didn't speak English, um, and he had to leave school, I think, when he was 15, and he only spoke Karis, and he learned English from reading comic strips, and I've heard that from a lot of people, a lot of uh, language people that, you know, they read, they learn better from comic books or from graphic novels, and so I think that's really important, and I want to keep doing that, especially for our young, our, uh, our early learners.
0: Yeah, I'm a really, really big fan of comics and graphic novels. And I think that um, their their utility is really, really underappreciated because we grow up learning to first read with picture books and those pictures sort of aid our comprehension and our situational awareness and things like that. And it sort of makes reading comprehension materialize. Mm. And graphic novels are really really great because they give you sort of more um they give you a visualization for it uh for somebody who doesn't have a strong grasp on the language it may be written in it offers you that that contextual comprehension and so forth so i've long been um a big uh, big enthusiast of uh you know graphic novels and a friend of mine who worked at an indigenous school up in a northern community she was up in martin falls a few years ago um she found that she had the most success uh with her fifth graders uh getting them to read when she was introducing graphic novels so i'm really really pleased to hear that you guys are going to be doing that and incorporating indigenous um writers and artists into that i'm really really excited to see those coming
2: yeah me too i'm excited i had just seen some of the work i I read through the draft of everything and I was like, Oh, I can already see it. I can already see what's going on. And then the artist sent me a picture of the character and I'm just like, Oh my God, this is perfect. And it was just one picture. And I'm like, I want more. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that like, that's something we're really going into. Uh, I do want to, I am inviting more uh, material, maybe poetry, uh, lyrics, Um and even memoirs anything like anything that's more but the other thing is anything that's focused towards adult um the adult audience because again our mandate and uh, I think that's what's um been pulling a lot of people back because I do get a lot of people questioning what we would publish and a lot of them have children's books and and I wish and I really wish we could do that but um I am looking at some children's books that could be level one learners or could be language books. But again, it's just um, making sure that we're not publishing things that our, our adult audience will say like, oh, this is too childish. I, could, I don't want to read it because they might, you know, they're, they're not going to be attracted to it. And we want them to pick it up and to, to get into it.
0: Well, I'm going to do a bit of shameless self-promotion here for Good Learning Anywhere. Um, If you ever need some inspiration and you want to get a hold of some inspirational figures, I would recommend that you uh, keep an eye out for the invitations for our sharing circles. Because we've had some incredible guests with some very, very inspiring stories. And uh, we've got one coming up that I'm really, really excited about. And uh, they're usually pretty open about people reaching out to them, um, you know, to help them promote and get their work out there. And uh, who knows, you may come across somebody that's got uh, something you never thought of before, something that was exactly what you're looking for. Um, And for those of you who are uh, waiting on our next sharing circle, that's actually gonna be um, June 6th with our special guest, Classic Roots. And uh, he um, incorporates uh, his Anishinaabe culture and tradition into uh, techno music and dances in full regalia while he does, uh, online concerts from his apartment. It's, uh, it's pretty amazing. Uh, he's getting out there a little bit more now that, uh, COVID has relaxed and he can resume tours, but, uh, it's, um, beautiful and amazing. the music is great and everything. And he's got a story to tell. So, um, anybody out there listening, um, definitely check us out, uh, follow our Facebook page for that. But, um, getting back on topic here. Uh, if an indigenous writer wish to submit a work for a publication, how would they do that?
2: Okay, um, they would either contact me. Well, no, they would contact me. <laughs> just send me an email, um, just your questions. Uh, if you wanna include a manuscript or a piece of something, um, I would prefer it in Word or in PDF. Um, just a little background of what, what you're writing, what you're attempting, what's your audience, your goal audience, um, your genre, and maybe even your idea of marketing. Um, there is a submission guidelines on our website. We're currently, our website is under construction. You can still go in there. You can still look at the Turtles Back publishing site, but um, we are revamping it and I'm not too sure when that will launch, but on our website, there's a submission a submissions page which gives you all the guidelines of, of what you would need or gives you a background of what we are, what we're looking for, and, um, and how you would submit. But that's just the easiest way is just send me an email.
0: Fantastic. Um, so for the interested listeners who may be out there, what is your email?
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's all caps, T-B-P. Underscore lowercase manager at onlc.ca. Or okay. you can contact us at our office, 519 445 1539.
0: Fantastic. Um, okay. And uh, we talked about the website and so forth. How do people contact you to purchase books? Call us
2: at our office, go to our website. We do take online orders, we do take email orders. Uh, If you are a program, you do get a discount. If you are an ONLC member program, uh, if you, if you are an ONLC program or a member, you do get a discount. Um, I think Rhonda, our executive officer here, she sent out um, mail or something last month, last month with uh, with the coupon code. So Mm -hmm. if you got that, use it because only two people used it last year and we were so excited that we could make that. Okay, so you, um, and if you don't have, if you don't go online, you can call us and let us know your program and we'll automatically give you that discount. And if you're also uh, an, educa- an educational institution, well, um, you can just call me with the PO form and yeah. Oh, wow. we're also um, working with Good Minds and so they distribute some of our books. So that's another place.
0: Yeah. Awesome, so what is your website? <laughs> Oh,
2: it's uh ww.onlc.ca.
0: Great. And they can just kind of scroll through there and find Turtles back then.
2: Yeah, it's it's a bear website. <laughs> <laughs> and our um, our catalog on the website is a little unorganized, so so you'll have to just skim through and there's a little brief on what what each book is about. We'll Pass
0: definitely it. have
1: to check that out.
0: All right. So uh, this is the point in the podcast where we get to our final thoughts. So is there anything that we didn't talk about that you wanted to kind of throw out there? Um, I like ideas. So
1: <laughs>
2: my mind is constantly going. So you were telling, talking about your next sharing circle and talking about the, um, I'm sorry, what was his name? Classic um, roots. Yes. Classic roots. My mind was like, oh, that's perfect. Because uh, we were just talking about how we wanted to do something on a collection of stories of young Indigenous people who went out and, you know, their success stories on entre- entrepreneurship. You know, we've got a lot of people that are developing their own businesses. We've got an MTS printers in Six Nations, and they're a small, small, small business. There's um, a lot of food trucks that are Indigenous owned. Um, you've got DJs, just like it's just beautiful to see our indigenous people make something happen. and we want our younger people and our other learners to see that and to say like, oh, I could actually create myself like this. I could do something like this, get inspired. Um, so my mind's always going and I always want ideas. If you know if you have a curriculum idea, a resource idea, a re- language resource idea, I'm always open to
0: those. Amazing. Warren, any final thoughts from you?
1: No, I actually had one question for you. I guess when it comes to marketing your materials, are you guys using any social media at all? And the only reason I'm asking is because I'm new to TikTok. I I just started checking this, this out. And I guess I was flipping through and I came across someone and, uh, this gentleman was, uh, sharing indigenous, uh, stories, um, with a lesson and it just kind of caught me. And I ended up I was listening, listening, I was like, wow, that was really good. I would listened to the next one. And then I just, I was thinking about you guys, I was like, wow, that'd be great. Like you could share an excerpt out of a, out of one of the books or, you know, a story or just kind of something to kind of grab people and get their attention. So I was curious, do you guys use any social media like TikTok or anything?
2: That's a really good idea. Um, No, we don't use TikTok. Um, We are, we're a very small team. And um, we do have Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook um, and that's about it. We do have a YouTube channel. Um, You have to just type in Ontario Native Literacy Coalition and there you can check out some of the interviews with the lacrosse players from our book. And um, and our also, and I think there's a video on the release. So you get to listen to both of the writers talk about the book. And then there's our webinars from ONLC. And um, that's pretty much all we have right now. Um, but I do like your TikTok idea. I have seen some of those and it's just yeah. like, like writing those little notes down like oh we should do this we should but wait do I have time
1: (laughs) I know I know you have to go have your list of priorities and it's a process
2: yeah
0: yeah indigenous TikTok is something else though there is some really really amazing content on there there's a lot of um there's a lot of indigenous word of the days from uh various dialects and so forth there's um artists who are sharing their art and talking about the tradition of their art there are people who are sharing and talking about their food quite a bit of comedy too um i really really love indigenous tiktok that's pretty much my entire for you page um that and uh that and recipes um, oh, yeah.
2: love the tiktok recipes
0: <laughs> they're so good
2: i did want to add quickly um back to the language curriculums this year we are releasing the Cayuga language uh, for the absolute beginners just like the Mohawk ones that um, GLA helped us pilot and also Oneida language so look out for those and I think we want to do a pilot for for um those two languages and I think a second level Mohawk so I'm excited oh. about those ones I just finished reading the Cayuga curriculum the other night and like oh, this is good I, I couldn't pronounce anything but I'm like this is good <laughs>
0: awesome um alexander thank you so much for being here and you know thanks for working this out with us on a short notice and everything it was a real pleasure to have you here and i'm super excited about turtles back um i'm definitely gonna go and uh, pick up that memory of feast book and uh i'm really really excited to like skim through the rest of the catalog and see if there's anything else that we can pick up and I'm really really excited to start recommending um some of your titles to other uh, other practitioners and colleagues and so forth that we run across too. Oh well, um, there's a
2: lot more. I I didn't talk about our math books. Just look at the <laughs> We just have a lot. It's just amazing what you know, looking at all of it and I'm like, "Geez, in 3 years in three plus years, we've been doing all of this. Like, oh, yay, yes, yay, yay turtles back. And it's scary to think about five years. And I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh.
0: Yeah. Like I, I am really, really excited to see, see you guys keep on growing and growing and uh, I'll be sure to fire you an email with some recommendations for people that I think that you should reach out to as well.
2: Great. Thank you so much. I would really appreciate that.
0: Yeah, no problem. Um, so that's uh, about it for us today. Thank you, everybody, for listening um, once again. Uh, Good Learning Anywhere does have a number of different things coming up. Our spring registration is open and we have some exciting opportunities for some online courses that you can take um, in our live as well as our independent platforms. So if you're interested in finding out more about those, you can go to goodlearninganywhere.com slash courses to see our complete catalog and goodlearninganywhere.com slash register uh, to sign up for those classes. So if you have any uh, questions or feedback about anything you've heard today, or if you want to suggest a topic to us in the future, you can reach out to Warren and I at diane at shlc.ca. That's d-i-a-n-e at shlc.ca. And remember to like and follow us on Facebook. It's facebook.com/goodlearninganywhere. And keep an eye out for news of our upcoming events. As we said, we're really, really excited to welcome Classic Roots to our sharing circle on June 6th at 10:30 a.m. You do not need to register with Good Learning Anywhere to attend that. Just keep an eye out for our Zoom link on that page. Uh, Warren, anything else to add?
1: No, this was great. No, I really appreciate Alexandra coming on the show and yeah, just a ton of information and, you know, even though you're a small organization right now, it's, uh, you know, you guys are growing and going in the right direction and yeah, we'll, we'll have to see where things are in the next year or so and maybe get you back on the show.
0: Yeah. yeah it would you. be really great to have you back in the future and just see uh, how far you've come. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> thank you. It would be. Thank you. Uh, Thank you once again, Alexandra. Uh, Great to see you as always, Warren. And thank you everybody for listening. We will catch you again in about another month.